Hello. Welcome to the Unstoppable Life podcast with Verna Hayward, the original Spice Girl from Grenada, the island of spice and all that's nice. I am here to spice up your life with a sprinkle of faith, a dash of hope, and a pint of love. This podcast is a space for every woman and man to grow. Not only grow in faith, but grow in wisdom, confidence, and develop their relationships, as well as know their human rights that God gave each of us. Each week, you will hear topics from women and men to help you build a solid foundation. Now, let's introduce my special guest. So welcome, welcome to our guest, Karen Robinson. And Karen is a both a survivor and a trauma recovery expert. After 24 years as a therapist working in both combat vets and survivors at interpersonal traumas, Karen decided that she wanted to make a longer global impact. And therefore, she launched her own podcast and the virtual community coaching program that releases content monthly geared towards empowering and, and inspiring survivors. Without any further ado, I'm just going to allow Karen to just tell us a little bit more about herself. Is there anything else you want to share? And then we can just dive in. No. All right. Well, thank you so much for having me on your show today. I'm honored to be here. You're welcome. Thank you for agreeing to be here. So as you go by Dr. Verna or Verna? Just Verna. Just Verna. So as Verna mentioned, I've been a therapist and coach for 24 years in the trauma recovery field. I also work with combat vets and every diagnosis and mental health that you would find in the diagnostic manual and feel very comfortable doing my work. I I love working with survivors and anyone just kind of struggling along in their mental health journey, whether they're grieving or adjusting or just uh, just struggling. So what else I would say about me is that I am happily married. I have three beautiful children. I love to read. Reading is a, a hobby. I also love to travel. I have a new travel blog that I just started. It's called Travel with Heal Thrive Dream. And this to encourage more trauma survivors or anyone that's struggling to travel more and see more parts of the world. It can be a, a big healing adventure. What else do I want to say? Oh, I enjoy writing. I've contributed to multiple books at this time. They're on Amazon. And uh, I'm going to be working on a series of ebooks for trauma survivors. So more to come on that. Yeah. So I love teaching. I love coaching. I love being a therapist, being a mom, a wife, a friend, yada, yada, yada. I love, <laughs> I love doing, I love living life. <laughs> and that's so important to live life and to live it in the now, because most people, uh, they either stuck in the past or they were trying to get ahead so quickly that they are not living in the now. And I love how you said about traveling because I love traveling as well. I love how you said that because it can be a healer. So talk to us a little bit more about some of your travels and how they have healed you, what impact they had on you on how you 
you treat your patients or clients, whichever, however you want to call them. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. So I'm a bit of a traveling gypsy. So my mom said ever since I could open my arms or pick me up, anytime someone came to our home, I wanted them to take me with them. You know, I wanted to go everywhere and anywhere. And so I didn't get to travel much until my preteen years. My aunt and uncle took me on my first trip to Prince Edward Island in Canada. And that was a beautiful trip. Well, a bit before that, my grandparents took me to New Hampshire. I grew up in Maine and also New Brunswick, Canada, like the northeast part of New Brunswick. So my grandparents would take me a little, you know, a few places. I think the furthest I went with them is New Hampshire. But my first plane ride was not until I was in college. I was in this organization for honor students and they sponsored a trip, a leadership conference in uh, St. Louis. So that was my very first plane ride. But as an adult, I've been to many places. I've lived in Japan for five years. Mm-hmm. And when I was in Japan, Okinawa, Japan, I was going through a very difficult divorce. And so I, my daughter and I, she was, I think, three, almost four at the time. I needed to do something. I was just really distraught. And so we hopped on, we did some plane hopping all through China. And then that was my first experience to see like, oh, just being in this different culture, doing the different foods, the different shows, you know, the different tours and being near the Great Wall. And we went to Xi'an and saw the Terracotta Warriors. It was just, it blew my mind. That just showed me like, try something different when you're struggling, you know, go out and do something. So since then, my daughter and I, when we lived in Okinawa, we went to Thailand, we went to Australia, we went to New Zealand, we went to, to, I adopted while I was in Japan. and, And so my second daughter joined us when we went to Malaysia. Asia. We went all through Japan. We went to Guam. We went to Hawaii. Um, and alone, I went to Burma, which is now called Myanmar. And I went alone because it's a dictator state and there's the militia kind of followed me around there. So I didn't think it was safe to take my daughters, but I got to travel a lot. I, I did things to maximize my travel opportunities. And one of the ways was I helped people with adoption and the expat living abroad. I would go and do their adoption home study. So that way they paid for my trip. And I would just add some time on before or after the trip to go see sites. So I was like, oh, that was so smart of me. I got to do that. And since being stateside, I got to go to Nicaragua. I've been to Dominica, this little island a couple of times. But yeah, I've been to Puerto Rico. I've been to Peru. My my first daughter's dad is from Peru. So while we were married, I got to explore Peru some, which was absolutely beautiful. Yeah, I've been very oh, fortunate. I got to, got to go to a lot of different places. And I, I love, love travel. Yeah, I can see, you know, you're, you're speaking about it and you're speaking about getting to know the culture and everything like that and eating the food and seeing the differences. And that just reminds because I love travel as well, as I said. And working on cruise liners, that gave me the opportunity to see so many different countries and experience a different culture. And it is such a healer, as you said, you know, it brings so much healing because you get, I remember my grand used to say, you need to cross the ocean to change things you sometimes you just need to cross the ocean go somewhere else and it's so so true with what you just said because that's something she said to us when we were very young so I can see the relevance in it as I too embarked on traveling and working on board aboard cruise liners but I suppose what we want to do now is get into the meat of the conversation
conversation that you want to have with our guests. So I'm going to leave the floor open to you. It's a free-flowing conversation. We just want it to be authentic and then we're just going to work with that because whatever that they need to hear, they're going to hear it today because it's just going to come naturally and it's just going to flow with whatever the energy is that we have around us today. Awesome. That sounds really, really beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, just have the flow and just. And so I think that healing from trauma is very multifaceted. And so travel is a beautiful piece. The other beautiful piece of that can be part of our healing journey is the sense of being in community with others. Okay. So I think what community can look like is different, but one piece of it could be support groups. So for example, if you're a trauma survivor and had an addiction, you know, we would look at different kinds of A or smart recovery. And there's actually lots of different recovery programs now we could we could explore because healing in community really is uplifting. Okay. And I, and that's one of the things I offer the trauma community is now I have a global virtual membership for survivors. It's in beta. And what we do in that group is we we support each other, we hold each other accountable accountable. We set goals and we work on routines for recovery. And we set goals not only in our foundational recovery, but what do we need to work on in our relationships? Like how do we need to communicate more effectively? You know, self-healing, healing in our relationships, but then also the the power of giving back to others. I used to think as recent as last week, even that we had to do a little bit of our own healing before we could heal others. But just in the past week, I've read a couple different books they're like, no, you don't wait until you're better before reaching out to others. You do it at the same time. So you're healing yourself, you're healing in your relationships, and then you're healing um, within your community by supporting others. And so in my membership, I want women to turn to their sister beside them and see how they can help. Because when we look outside of ourselves and give back, it's very powerful. It gives us a sense of purpose. It gives us a passion. And it doesn't have to be necessarily about trauma. Maybe the person beside you needs some business advice or maybe you're someone that does a lot of budgeting work. So you could teach the woman how to budget more effectively. Or maybe you're someone that's been divorced six times and has healed from that and knows a lot about relationships at this point. Maybe you have some words of wisdom to pass on this person who's struggling in a marriage, you know? So there's lots of different ways we can help one another. And I think being in community and being in memberships is a, a really nice way to do that. Let me ask you if you have any questions about that before I keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love the idea of being in a group and in memberships. And that's something I'd like to start as well. So it's nice hearing it from you and, and to be able to pick up some tips from you. Because I think when you're in a community, community speaks a volume. Um, when you know, I, I, it's like a, a sisterhood or a brotherhood, you know, mm-hmm. that you are there for one another. And there are, you, you mentioned something about when somebody else have gone through a divorce or somebody have gone through something else in that group they can bring so they have so much wisdom and I think nowadays we have lost that we have lost that sense of community where we come together and gain wisdom and knowledge from others which then help us to have a better life to live a better life to live in the now and not worry about what tomorrow will bring because tomorrow may never come Mm -hmm. but today you have and this is the moment you need to enjoy that. So I 
really love that. I really love how you tie it all together and bring everyone in the community have something to share, something that they could bring to help someone else in that community. There is no one person that have all the answers. And I I love that. So yeah, I couldn't agree with you more, Karen. Just tell us some more. (laughs) Yeah, well, my group right now is really small. Like I said, we're in beta. So we're, we're looking to grow. But just the women I have in there now, one person before she mentioned it to the group, she was looking for health coaching because of some medical, you know, there's a huge correlation between medical problems and being a trauma survivor, right? Because when our body and systems are under stress, we get sick more easily. We tend to have a lot more diseases. Um, You know, the mind, body, spirit connection is just so connected. It, It does make a lot of sense. But one of the other women in the group had started to heal herself by her own health coaching. She started learning about these products that worked on her digestive system. And she started to feel much better, started to really improve and get more energy. And so she was telling the the woman that was looking for the Houch coach about her journey. And so then they synced up and started working together on that as well. You know, and so that's that's just the power of community. We all win. It's a win-win because if you have a business and you're sharing, not to make a, a dollar, but to to share because you know something and the healing journey has helped you when you share from that authentic place, like, okay, this was what my journey was like and it was healing for me. Then the other woman can say, you know what? That sounds like that could help me too. Please teach me more, you know? And then it's not about sales or profit. It's about helping each other. That's why I want women from all different diverse backgrounds, Mm -hmm. diverse careers. And then I want women who can't afford it to figure out how to come abroad. I started a scholarship program. So women who are more abundant and doing well right now can get a scholarship for women. The scholarship is affordable at 28 a month. And then the abundant woman who can do that, she can say, well, I want to sponsor someone in need for six months or a year or, you know, whatever. And hopefully that's just the gift that keeps on giving. That woman during her time in our group will become abundant as well. And then she can also do a scholarship for someone. So that's what we're trying to build and grow. That sounds fascinating. That sounds very, very interesting. And I like the the idea of the sponsorship because sometimes not every woman have the ability. I know we say it's, you know, $28, but sometimes you don't have that. Yeah. You know, I, I would often say a dollar is a dollar to anyone. So to some person, they, that may not be a lot, but to the next person, oh my gosh, that is so much. But mm-hmm. that doesn't mean they need to be treated any differently. They need to be treated on the same level because... Yeah. It's what it is. And, and I like the, the fact that it is community, as I said before, but it's all about service. And that's why we we do what we do, because we love serving others. And it's in the serving others, and we, we get that and we receive. Because you mentioned something about don't wait to be healed before you can heal others. Because while you're waiting to be healed, who knows however long that is going to be when you actually could be doing it. It's like you say in coaching, don't wait to, when I decided I wanted to become a coach, it's like you had to do all of these things first before you could become a coach. But no, start coaching while you're doing the other stuff because as you start coaching, 
you are going to get where you need to go faster because all you're doing is marketing will tell you you need to find the find the pain points and that's when it becomes a hard sell but what we're doing is like giving and when we give we make that connection we connect like those ladies who connected because one had a problem with her cut and she decided to start using certain products and now she understands how all of that work and it could help the other person and then from there it just keep going and going so it's something that just keep giving as you said yes 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 yeah and i could see like and the the person that had the gut issue she's learning to be a coach herself she's already a successful woman and but she's doing learning some executive coaching you know and so i know she's gonna bless the community in many ways just from the skills that she has now and the skills that she'll continue to to learn and to gain I mean, this is such a a loving way to to give back, to give to others. And I suppose when we start giving, we start receiving that healing. And when we in a community and the community is not seeing one person better off than the other, or one person not thinking, well, I know more than you, it's so refreshing. So what would you say about finding the right community and being being surrounded by the the right the right I don't know if I can say the right set of people because mm-hmm. there are people you're going to gel with and people you're not going to gel with. So it's understanding the people that are around you and how you can look to them for that support. So what would you say regarding that? Yeah, it's a great question. But I think I would start with looking at the issue that you're struggling with the most and then doing some, you know, Google searching or um, Q-U-O-Q-U-O-R-A or something, something like that. I might have screwed it up. Yeah. But it's a question and answer forum where people can give guidance. You know, go to something like that, you know, put your issue in and then get the idea. So, you know, for instance, if we're someone that did a lot of emotional eating, Overeaters Anonymous might be what comes up. And then you would look in your local area or virtually, okay, what groups are around me? Or do I want to do something virtual from anywhere in the world? And and you may have to try different groups until you get the one that feels like the best fit. It's kind of like looking yeah. for a church, right? <laughs> yes. Now, church, is, church is supposed to be this place where you feel accepted and cared about yeah. and in the community. But we all know there's churches out there that would not be a good fit for whatever we're going through. And so it's okay to shop. It really is. You know, shop around, look around, do your research, ask other people that have a similar issue to you. Like, well, where do you go for support? You know, where's your community at? So I think it starts with research. Yeah, I agree. Because when you go shopping and you're looking for a pair of shoes, and most times you have to go to many shops before you find the, <laughs> the right pair, the pair that suits you, the pair that you could Actually wear constantly. Well. <laughs> <laughs> that you're not going to be hopping on one side, you know, mm-hmm. trying to trying to fit into the shoes, the style. So you can't want to fit into the fit into that group. The moment that you don't feel that connection, there is no point forcing the connection because right. you're going to feel unhappy and that will make you miserable. So I can attest to, to what you're saying. It's good to shop around. Don't try the first suit you put on may not be the right color. It may not be 
you might see somebody else and it looks fine on that person, but you put it on and it looks, oh my word, you're thinking, let me out of here. I need to get rid of that, you know, and, right. and, and that's such a powerful thing. So share with us uh, some of the other aspects of, uh, I know we talk about community and we talk about, you know, like a church is a community, but it's a guest. And as you say, church, and this just came, you know, it says where the twos and the trees are gathered, he is in the midst of blessed. So I guess even in our community, although it may not be a church settings, and yes, we may be from and different diverse cultures and religion, but there is something about uh, when you come together, the blessing that occurs within the community. Have you felt that? And if so, can you tell us more? Yeah, I have felt that in certain communities. My own community, the membership, it's it's too new, too too small at this point to, to say a whole lot about that. I think mm-hmm. I, I shared the most beautiful story was with the, the gut health story. So I think it's actually easier sometimes to talk about what doesn't work than what actually works. Yes, go right ahead. You know, and so I, I've been in communities where where there's been, you hear judgment against other people. And it could be could be because of someone's sexuality or someone's religion or someone's politics. So I think the judgment piece oftentimes is not a good fit if you're someone who's open minded and values cultural diversity. So just knowing what's not a good fit or not what what is not healthy or or spiritually pleasing, I guess. Yeah, it's important to know that because when something's a good fit, I think you it's just it's not always easy to discuss. Describe. It's your intuition, your spirit inside. What kind of, you know, if you tune into that, you'll kind of know. A lot of times you can feel, I, I just read this in a book as well. I, it's To me, it feels like a sense of peace washing over mm-hmm. you and something is a really good fit for, for you in terms of relationships with people or being in the right community. And another way that I read this in the book is it's just like, it's an energy. It's like electricity going through you. Um, and you can say that's connectedness to, God, the earth, other people, but it is just a beautiful feeling when you have it. And I noticed that the times I have it the most, it's it's when somebody is sharing something so beautiful. Like, for example, I had a, a male client once and he was a combat survivor and he had gone through the mill with mental health wise and he was going to seminary and he was a man who had a lot of anger problems. And my I used to joke that my one goal for him was to keep him out of jail. Because he, even though he always had this, he was always spiritually connected. He mm-hmm. still had this intense anger, and so a couple times he had incidences of getting really angry at work and upset, and he wanted to climb across the desk to get this other colleague who was triggering him, or he would be riding his motorcycle and someone would cut cut him off and he would get off his bike at a light and want to beat this person up, you know? And so he was clearly not in alignment with his values. So when he went to seminary and, and I was talking with him, he said, he goes, I finally get something really profound. And I'm like, what is it? He goes, I will do better and feel better when I see Christ in others, when I see the image of Christ on others mm-hmm. and know they have pieces of God inside them too. Yeah. That will help me connect with them more. And that's when, you know, he said it more poetically than I am right now, yeah. right? Yeah. I just had that peaceful feeling over me. And I was like, oh, that's so yeah. beautiful. <laughs> 
you know, that he got yeah. that. He found his tribe. The seminary was his tribe. And I don't actually like the word using tribe because of it's it's meant for indigenous people. That's their word. It's not my word to use. But he found his community, right? A people that were really looking beyond our faults and behavior, but looking at the spirit inside of us and how to join forces to make the world a better place. Yeah, yeah. And yes, that's, that, that is so much so what we, we aim to do. And uh, I think it's really, um, you could feel that connection when you are in the right community. It's not something you have to force because you can feel it. And, and you said something that he said, he just want to see a little bit of Christ in that person. And that will make the world of difference to him. And, and that's what the word of God, God says. We are imitators of Christ. And, you know, we, we, we imitate him and then we become like him. Because I think one of the things that we fail to realize is that we are gods. And, and the reason why I say we are gods is because the Father, you know, Jesus said, I am in the Father and the Father is in me and I am in you. Greater works than these shall he do. So what did he do? He went out and he preached to everyone. He met with any, everyone. No one, regardless of their status, big or small, rich or poor, in infidelity or not, he met with everyone. He didn't discriminate against anyone. And I guess that's an example for for us to, to live by. And I'm sure while you were praying for him, that he wouldn't end up in prison. You know, all of that made a difference because again, that is service, but you're doing it silently without his knowing. And is that transferring of spirits? Uh, would you say that that tend to like, just take over and really help whoever is in distress as long as they, they probably have that connection because you can have that connection with people? Yeah, I, I've always felt like being a therapist and, and a coach is a calling you know, because it's not for everyone. And yeah. even from a young age, I was the person that wanted to res help resolve conflict. I am definitely not perfect and had conflict in my life, but I don't like it. I like to work through it and move past it. Uh, I like to see the good in people. I like them to see the good in me. Mm -hmm. And so I, I found taking the time to work on my own healing, but also being part of the healing community has been a wonderful fit for me. Yeah. It's, it's felt very spiritual many times. Yeah, I can see it. I can sense that and I can feel it because we, we sort of have that connection when we first met. There was a connection there because we just started speaking, talking to one another and everything was just flowing and we, we were just, it was just easy. And that's how you want to feel. You want to feel easy that there is nothing forced Everything just flow authentically and we are both being our authentic self. And you suppose when you're in that group, that authenticity comes out because then everybody is being the same. There is no hoity-toity or I'm better than you or anything like that. And I suppose that's how you would know your community, as you say, it's better to say the things that are probably the negative but the the positive because that's what's going to help you to to find the right community and be in the right group. And what you know, and then we coming to the end now. Um, what would you like to tell the audience? Or what else would you like them to know about you? But what else do you 
want them to know. Or if somebody wants to connect with you or want to become a member of your group, I know you're going to give me all of that, so I will put that in the show notes. So is there anything else you would like to say to them? Sure. I think that depending how people are doing, you know, the audiences, there are people out there that are are suffering. And so the the one thing I feel is super important is the sense of hope. And so one of the things that I have developed is what's called a hope tool. And each letter of the word hope stands for something. And the tool helps you work on that on that term. So for example, the P in hope stands for purpose. You know, I have some questions in the tool that will help you, you know, explore what your purpose could be. And so you can get that free tool by going to my website, Heal Thrive Dream. Com. And to go directly to the tool, you can do backslash hope hyphen tool, and that will take you to the, the free gift. And so that's one of the ways I can help bless your audience is, you know, taking this tool. It's got a lot of journaling prompts because I want people to have hope in their life. There's times in our life when things happen, like a death, a divorce, a, a breakup, you know, something wrong happens at work or bad car accident or an assault. Life has a lot of struggles in it. However, it's really important to have hope. Yeah, it's so, so important. Hope. hope is the substance of things. No, faith is the substance of things. Hope for the evidence of things not seen. So you have hope and you have faith and then you have everything because then you don't have to worry. We tend to worry when we, when we shouldn't worry, when we should just take things as they come and just see the lesson in them. I want to say thank you for, for being here with us and for speaking to the audience and for giving us those, those little nuggets because they are nuggets that will be life-changing to someone listening. And I'm so grateful for that. So I want to appreciate you and thank you for being here with us. Thank you as well for having me. And I, I just wanted to say another place to get me if it's easier for people, like yeah. on my websites and social media is Karen Robinson 360.com. It's a one link that has all of my offerings and all my services as well. So it's Karen Robinson, 360.com. Robinson.com, 360. Okay. Thank you very much, Karen. I appreciate you very much. Likewise. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom and with all thy getting, get understanding. That's Proverbs 4 verses 7 to 9. You know, we had a spectacular time here and there were lots of nuggets given to us by Karen. I pray this episode has given you the wisdom so that you can have an unstoppable life. If you enjoy listening to this podcast, you can listen to it on uh, Spotify. You can pass it on to a friend. You can follow me on Facebook and you can also follow me on Instagram. All those will be in the show notes for you. You know, like, share and tell your friends all about it. I am having a continuing to have webinars on how to build resilience. So you can check out my website, www.verlahaywood.com. And there you can see how to book your space onto my webinar where you can learn. It is a gift. Uh, it's gifted so you don't have to 
worry about uh, do I need to pay or anything like that. No, it is gifted. There you can come and I will share my story with you. And then we can work out on how to build those resilience. Three powerful practices to take your power back. So once again, thank you for spending time with us here on the Unstoppable Life podcast. And I look forward to seeing you again next time. So take care and God bless you.